I mean, Dubai is a perfect example of how talent globally come in and work in a fantastic city, which is which is geared towards the future. And uh, it, it is essentially, as I was mentioning uh, a couple of minutes earlier, we, we are a global village. We have people coming in from South America, from North America, from Asia, South Asia. It's, it, it's a global hub of people coming in from all over the world, working in and creating the future um, of both Dubai and the organizations that they're working in. And that brings me to um, the reflection about what is the future of reward or what is the future of HR, as we say. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. As you know, by now, after uh, about 270 podcasts that we've posted on, um, on the social media and that we created in Hacking HR, one of the things that I enjoy the most out of the conversations is not only the content, which I think is fantastic, by the way, but also th the fact that we have these conversations with leaders that are literally all over the world. And this is fascinating because we get the opportunity to hear how HR leaders, business leaders are tackling some of the same challenges that we are dealing with anywhere in the world, but we get to hear from their perspective, from their insights, how they are resolving some of those challenges and even sort of facing and seizing the opportunities that this new world of work is creating for us. And to me, that is honestly fascinating. Thank you, technology, for giving us the opportunity to, uh, to connect in this global uh, community that we have in Hacking HR. And today we are going to be chatting with someone who has been in the space of performance management, culture, strategy, uh, rewards for a long time. And we are going to be chatting about how to rethink the reward strategy, how to rethink and make these ideas more agile for this new world of work. So Surit, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you very much for having me, Enrique. And I must say it's, it's, a, it's an honor being here. It's, it's, it's a fantastic initiative that uh, you and your team are driving and it's making global ripple effects across uh, the HR community in the world. So well done. And I'm, I'm really excited to be here. And thank you very much for having me. Suri, thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate it. And for our community, you are in Dubai. And I know the, the HR community in Dubai in Dubai is, uh, you know, it's, fast, it's very vibrant. You know, I know a lot of folks from Dubai. And it's incredible the kind of conversations that you, that you are having, how... How, how far and fast you're pushing the, the envelope for, for HR professionals and setting, setting up an example for everybody else in the world. So uh, I am Absolutely. really excited about the conversation we are going to have today. Let's just dive mm -hmm. right into the topic. You, I know you are fascinated by, by all you know, the ideas pertaining the, the world of rewards. And as, as we get in a, in a world where uh, uh, potential candidates, the talent that we want to work for us, you know, is demanding more from our companies. How should we be rethinking rewards strategy to attract and retain great talent? That's that's a that's a the most pertinent question uh, to face any rewards or HR professional today. And and, and thank you for asking that, Enrique. And you were mentioning about uh, Dubai uh, a few seconds ago. I mean, Dubai is a perfect example of how 
talent globally come in and work in a fantastic city which is which is geared towards the future and uh, it it is essentially as i was mentioning uh, a couple of minutes earlier we, we are a global village we have people coming in from south america from north america from asia south asia it's it, it's a global hub of people coming in from all over the world working in and creating the future um, of both dubai and the organizations that they are working in and that brings me to um the reflection about what is the future of reward or what is the future of hr as we say uh, you are in, in in the in the us i am here in dubai and we are having a conversation on a global language of hr and that will be the trend going forward uh, we are becoming a global marketplace no longer um yes 10 15 years ago we would have been restricted with the geographical location hence regulations laws uh taxation norms uh, uh, competitors competitors in the local market all of that would have been relevant uh things for somebody in the hr team or the rewards team to be considering about but that's absolutely no longer the consideration so right now uh i think the key message for any hr professional or any any uh, any rewards professional is it's no longer a comparator set of the organizations within the vicinity we are we are we are it's it's a war for talent on a global scale it doesn't really matter where the person currently resides in stays in uh we we are on a global market currently and it is how do we position ourselves as an organization to be competitive not only locally aligned to of course local regulations but be competitive and share and have that competitive edge with other organizations across the globe i mean we log in in linkedin and we see millions of people responding to onboarding um, images of onboarding kits coming in now it may have been a localized event in somewhere in in san francisco but it does create expectations for people somebody in dubai or somebody in india or somebody in pakistan so how is it that we're looking at talent from that global perspective catering to the value proposition that we would want to offer to people uh, with that global mindset uh, uh, and global perspective and then accordingly adapting our uh, uh, the, adapting the practices that we that we uh, deliver yeah you know it's it's fascinating that you're mentioning that because it immediately makes me think of how important it is for hr leaders and business leaders but particularly hr leaders to have a to have a better and clear understanding of cultures across the world where they want to operate because you, you yes we are in a globalized market but for example even within the us sometimes there are i live in a rural town in a rural state and what matters for the people in this town is very different from what matters to the people where i used to live before which was a big city in the east coast so having that cultural understanding truly helps you be better at designing the rewards strategy for those people is that right absolutely i think you've hit the nail on the head uh, understanding of different cultures and i think so as uh, and i would probably touch on that later on in terms of how our education system needs to evolve to that reality as well but working in different cultures working and having an understanding and appreciation of different cultures the value systems of of certain cultures is is one of the one of the most important skill sets that we would look at any future leader we would look at any future colleague uh, joining an organization um again to touch on the point i mean i work in an organization 
which has over 28,000 people. We have over 80 nationalities working in. If we have somebody who's not really, uh, who does not understand or appreciate multiple cultures or has the ability to adapt and work with, uh, with team members from various cultures, he or she would find it very difficult to be successful. So uh, hence, obviously, when it comes to the HR teams, the rewards teams, the practices, the policies, we need to be very culturally sensitive that we are here dealing on a global landscape. We need to do what's right, of course, in the local geographies that we're working in. Um, of course, drive a lot of policies and practices based on, on data and analytics in terms of which are the cultures which predominantly you know, work in, 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 in the organization that I'm in, drive a lot of decisions based on that. But essentially, we are on a, on a global mandate and gl appreciation of working in cross-cultural settings, in cross-cultural teams, uh, working across generations, those yeah. will be the, the key skills for the future to, to be successful in the future of work. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're, you're talking about a very wide definition of diversity, which I, I completely um, agree with. Uh, it's not just gender or ethnicity or, or background diversity is, you know, it's a generation diversity is, you know, cultural diversity. And, and one thing that's, that's happening today is that we see people not only, I mean, if you are paying, compensating your people appropriately, you know, you're not exploiting them and they, they have a decent, you know, compensation, then there's a number of other factors that come into the equation, you know, like, for example, where are people going to be working from, which is the new question now it is, I mean, I don't want to, you know, people don't want to, people who know that they can do their work from home they don't necessarily want to go to an office or be forced to go to an office every day. So all of these new parameters or these new you know, paradigms of work, they come into the equation of designing the right reward strategy for to attract the talent that you need to attract. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's brilliantly articulated, Enrique. And, um, of course, I mean, the entire thought about agile rewards kind of emanates from there. I mean, it was it was the case probably even a couple of years ago where uh, a particular skill set, a particular education background, a particular level of experience would have commanded a premium in a certain market or a geography. Gone are those days or those days will be gone very soon. It is now about what skill do I bring on the table and how much is that skill worth or what is the market benchmark for that particular skill in the global landscape. If I'm a graphic designer from somewhere in the south of India and I can deliver on projects for big blockbuster Hollywood movies, there is no reason why that skill should be treated differently from somebody who is based in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. So in the global talent marketplace, it's the skill which will be the, 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 the future, uh, future currency or the commodity. It's what is it that I'm bringing, my, uh, bringing as a skill onto the table and how much is that worth? which makes the job of rewards professional extremely complex because yeah. we need to deal with dynamics of cost of living for where the people are working in. We need to focus on what is the skill worth? How does that skill stack up on a global marketplace? What is it that, how can we make it more competitive again at a global, uh, global marketplace? So all of these factors really make the decisions on rewards very, very complex because it's no longer 
what's my competitor said doing what's my market benchmark i need to figure out my pay positioning i need to figure out my overall uh, employee value proposition and bash bash boom and that's that's the pay positioning that i'm going to offer we need to be we need to be mindful now of the microcosm which is the skill the person brings in on the table and how much is that skill worth and it 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 just doesn't stop there because it's it's going to revolutionize uh the, the the remote working especially is going to revolutionize the availability of talent i may have a lot of talent available in dubai for a certain skill but it may be scarce for some other skills where yeah. i may go to thailand or i may go to malaysia or, or other parts of the other parts of the world where that skill is available so yeah. again it's 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 a it's a global talent marketplace and how do we kind of position uh, our rewards accordingly absolutely you know what one thing that you just said that uh fully resonates with me and I, I i say it all the time is how important it's become for hr professionals and for everybody else but you know this podcast is for hr people uh you know for hr professionals to step out of the traditional boundaries boundaries of of the hr work and start understanding how how the the ecosystem of factors impact the work they do and you mentioned one of them you said rewards professionals and recruitment professionals as well, they need to understand the realities of the local uh, labor market and the local economies, even if they are in the whole new part of the world to be able to craft a strategy that attracts the kind of talent that they want to attract in that one place. And, you know, maybe 10 years ago, having told somebody in recruitment, you need to not only do good recruitment, now you need to understand the local reality of the economy where you're operating. That would have been unthinkable back then, but now Absolutely. because we are globalized and we can tap into talent that is anywhere, that's a mandate you know, for us to Absolutely. step out of the boundaries of, of our traditional operation. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, I, I probably uh, did mention that earlier as well. I mean, if I look back at my career and if I look back at the at the time that I've spent in Dubai, uh, we are a global global marketplace of talent and we've always been. I mean, Dubai has attracted the best talent from, from, from across the globe. We have actually uh, probably been a couple of years ahead in terms of keeping an eye out on, on talent in various geographies, in various markets. Obviously, there is a proposition because... Uh, we did at that point of time before COVID where there was a there was a kind of a agreement that if I work for an organization, I need to be physically located there. Obviously, yeah. those boundaries are, are getting blurred as, as we speak. Uh, but yes, keeping an eye out on the global market, but at the same time, positioning the organization from where its base is. And, and that's something that I would probably you know want. I'm, I, I'm a great believer in terms of remote working, yeah. but I'm also a very strong proponent in creating that physical connect with yeah. the workplace that we are in and also with the people that we work in. Uh, it's 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 great. It's it's absolutely fantastic that we can we can work virtually. But the kind of connect, the kind of ideation, kind of innovation that can really be driven in a setting where people are around the table, that that will take some time for us to kind yeah. of um, uh, you know get over with. So yes, understanding the local realities, but an eye out on 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 the global marketplace will 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 definitely be the key. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Surit, as we get closer to wrapping up our conversation, I, I want to ask you one, one last question. Uh, in, in my view, you are describing um, a, a futuristic reward expert, right? That has a much more, um, uh, you know, a, a, a broader 
sort of set of skills that include cultural understanding. And by cultural understanding, I don't mean organizational understanding. I mean, you know, cultures as in people's cultures from yeah. the countries and their localities. So cultural understanding an understanding of local economies and understanding of local labor markets. If, if you were to tell rewards professionals that are beginning a journey of reskilling themselves to be updated and relevant in this new world of work, what would you tell them should be the first thing in their journey, the first step in their journey? What do you think that should be for them? My advice to rewards professionals now is to unlearn what they have learned in the past in terms of fundamentals of rewards. We are going through a paradigm change right now. I mean, we're already probably in the midst of it. Uh, so that that would be, I mean, um, especially rewards professional, we pride ourselves in, in, in having uh, a great eye on some of the fundamentals which drive our decision-making. But the real skill would be to unlearn that and be open and agile in terms of uh, absorbing things which are happening around the market. I think one thing which any rewards professional cannot ignore is to keep an eye out on the competition. And if, if you're keeping an eye out on the competition, we're not following what the competition is doing. We are setting trends for the market. So there's, 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 there's a fine line between that. Um, if, if, if somebody's doing X, if I'm doing X plus one, I do set a trend in the market for the others to go to X plus two. Yeah. So uh, I think an eye out on the market, uh, being very, very uh, focused on the, uh, on the global talent marketplace, on the virtual talent marketplace, uh, being, being aware of the realities uh, of the labor market in various uh, geographies around the globe, those will be the fundamentals. Uh, knowing about realities of the economy in various parts of the world as well is 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 definitely one of the one of the key fundamentals. I think rewards professionals now need to graduate from being data analysts and data scientists to macroeconomists yeah. <laughs> who can look at the trends in various parts of the geography, can forecast in 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 line of that, can forecast where is it that we could position and attract the right quality yeah. of talent be competitive, have an eye out on the market, and then go ahead and uh, deliver the proposition which suits uh, the organization the best. Absolutely. And what we know based on all this is that the career for a reward professional will not be boring at all. It will be, <laughs> it will be mined with a lot of surprises and good things along the way. Absolutely. Um, Surit, thank you so much for spending this time with me in this fascinating conversation. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. It was a real pleasure, Enrique. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. I will see you all soon. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.